1: it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com.
0: Welcome to episode 128 of Star Wars and Scosh. fresh off the heels of the Mandalorian finale me spending the night in urgent care with my daughter on the day before her birthday. And Tim, how was your week? <laughs> hey, Kevin, it was great.
1: <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs>
0: Holy crap. Yeah. She fell and hit the coffee table. Her birthday's today. She fell last night and hit the coffee table on her face. You know my coffee table. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, blood everywhere. Uh, In retrospect, this part's funny. Hunter looked at her and, like, the blood all over my hands. Yeah. And her face and gagged. (laughs) Like, visibly, like a cartoon character. (laughs) He was like, oh. Huh. So, I all don't right, think so EMT Hunt- is in his future.
1: Yeah. So, Hunter's not going to be a doctor. Noted.
0: No. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, once I wiped it off, though, it wasn't as bad. It was just, I think it was the deep, how deep the, the cut was. Yeah. But now so, she's going to have an
1: awesome scar. And her and Kyler have the, are going to have the same looking scar now. So, I have it too. And so does Hunt you, Hunter. Yeah. So, apparently, sister. it's just a family tradition.
0: All right. Whatever, man. It's all good, go, dude. So, yeah. But then the craziest part was they took her to, first of all, we, we cleaned it up. We put a band-aid and and like compress over it so she would yeah. not bleed and uh we're calling urgent care to make sure that we don't have to go to the er sure and i turn around and she's dancing to trolls in front of the tv like,
1: oh. like 15 20 happened.
0: minutes after this happened tim yeah adrenaline's like, crazy yeah this kid's like lagatha from vikings so then she's at the doctor the doctor mm-hmm. is like i'm you know because it's right next to i and yeah so she's scared so they number up and then she just sat there mm-hmm. i sent you, tim the picture she's just yeah, sitting there with her holding ipad
1: a, holding an ipad
0: yeah and the, the, danielle said the worst thing she did was at one point she went like this like picked her hand up and like tried to wave them away and the doctor's like Can you put your hand down she goes okay <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and Danielle's, like, great,
1: dude.
0: Danielle's like the doctor's floored i'm floored and i sent the picture of lagatha being like bathed in blood
1: <laughs> yeah, from vikings
0: to danielle <laughs> i was like that's our kid yeah so she's fine she's sitting at home she can't go to school today the teacher said they'll postpone her in school party till tomorrow which i thought was very nice so she's good everything's fine it's a little bit of a crazy night but uh that's a hell of a way to
1: welcome your fourth year around the sun
0: yeah a freaking battle scar she's sick (laughs) like i'm viking hear me roar um but yeah so we uh did that wrapped up mandalorian uh gcx tim your gcx announcement by the time they hear this will be out today the one you're really excited for
1: oh it's happening today
0: by the time they hear the podcast it's gonna go out today Minnie's gonna review copy with me after we do the podcast and it will be i'm so
1: excited for for this one dude very (laughs) very exciting okay so for all of you that listen who have just started to trickle into the stream like oh this is so neat i've been listening to your podcast for years but this is my first time watching okay time to Time to get ready for GCX. You've heard us talk about it like constantly, year after year. It's time to show up. All right, gcxevent.com. You want to head over there. You want to get your tickets. Uh, We got room blocks available at the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort in Orlando, Florida. They're half gone, by the the way. Halfway through our room block. All right. So it's a good time to to start thinking about your vacation to Orlando in August. And everyone's like, oh, the humidity. It's going to be hot. Listen here, guys. It's in a resort, it's all inside. It's literally a cruise ship on land. You ever yep. been on a cruise ship? Okay. You might not have ever been on a cruise ship. So let me tell you about a cruise ship. When you get on the cruise ship, you're in a boat. And and you, the only time you're ever outside is if you're like, want to get off the boat. When you make, when you dock, you can't, you don't want to get off the boat while you're in the ocean. And then uh, the only other time is when you go out to the pool and that's it. The rest of the time you're inside. So it's just like essentially the Rose and Shingle Creek resort in Orlando, Florida is a cruise ship on land. So head on over to GCXvent.com, get your tickets. You can come meet me, Kevin, Ben, Ben goth see who else is going to be the pool sharks probably going to be there. Uh, I know Rexilla coming. I could, I could name more and more people. We'll be announcing, Five. we'll be announcing more people, uh, throughout the months. Kevin, okay. Kevin's just going to tell everybody now. All right. Just start telling everyone i just say it. i mean all these people
0: say it on their streams anyway <laughs> of course we're gonna make G- formal announcements we announced
1: but. the g1 official uh, destiny tournament which is pretty sick so more announcements coming head on over follow us on social socials socials follow us on the socials gcx event
0: everywhere.com and of course uh, after a rough night i would not be awake this morning without delicious king's coast coffee because I would not be awake this morning without delicious coffee. <laughs> that was I mean it, it was pretty self explanatory Danielle rolled over and she's like I'll go make the coffee like we slept and we slept hard yeah but it's still the morning after like no. oh mm-hmm. so uh com.
1: yeah let us shake up the way you wake up by putting Kings Coast in your cup that's the ad d- that's the ad yeah, dude, someone came, someone came in stream one day and they're like, Tim, do the King's Coast ad. I was like, I don't know what the freaking ad is. Like, the thing, the thing you do. is like, what do I do? And I forgot that, like, last year I did all these recordings for ads and then yep. they get put in the beginning of the podcast and stuff, and I was like, oh, I had no idea. So now, now I do the ad for stream every day. Yep.
0: Also, real quick before we jump into Star Wars, if you're a hockey fan, you know that the maple Leafs can't get out of the first round for many years.
1: Oh, seven. N- not
0: three. only did they start the series off on a bad foot. What was it f- was it seven two the seven, final? It
1: was seven, three the final lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I don't I don't know how they do this every time. I feel so bad for them. They work their asses off to get to the playoffs, and then they just shit the bed. I it's it's hilarious. Every time it, it's hilarious, it is it, no, it's just it's it I feel so bad.
0: As our buddy Wayne from Kings Coast said last night, no fan base deserves it more. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, and this is a seven game series. Anything could happen. Yeah, it's forward. the first
1: game. That's what I said this morning. I was like, it's the first game. So we'll see what but happens. The lightning but going into great. it
0: and not being great and then doing that and the Maple yeah. Leafs being on fire and then doing that was, was uh, pretty shocking. But my Islanders lost a, a nail biter against the Hurricanes, but they well, play against. They can the come
1: Hurricanes. back again tonight. So you know we, anyone's we i love i love playoff season dude oh my god this is the best time for hockey like everyone's always talking shit during normal season i'm like eh, it's all it's all practice until we get to playoffs baby ramp it up during the playoffs uh-huh. all right well we got a few news
0: items obviously it's light on news this week because of what we obviously, had last week there the was nothing left so uh just a few little quick things um so and or filming uh they're gonna be filming, I believe uh the article has the dates. This is all from Star Wars News Net. Uh yeah, April 12th through April 29th. So they are currently filming there in uh Windspit Quarry in Purbeck, Dorset, in the United Kingdom. This quarry is where they filmed Saw Guerrera's base in season one. Oh so it would perfect. lead us all to believe that we're gonna get Saw nice. again. Deception. probably not in a small role in, in my yeah. opinion. What do you think? I mean
1: I I mean it, it makes perfect sense. Um they need to we have we have saw's origin story um uh, of you know seeing him in clone wars and know that knowing that he he and his people were trained by Jedi and and like guerrilla warfare tactics and things like that but like we never really have like gotten time with saw it's always been kind of like this like this side piece character kind of gets sprinkled into to different episodes here and there. Um, I feel like he got more time on the animated series than than anything else. I think between Clone Wars and Rebels, he shows up a, a ton. So I, I I would like to to really get some some intimate time with Saw Gerrera to really like figure it all out with him. So hopefully in Andor they give him that that time because he's never going to get like his own show. Right. You know, he might get like a book. I mean, he might he might already have a book or or a comic book, um, or like you know like a, a piece of a comic book somewhere. But well, we um, saw him you in know,
0: Rogue One a lot.
1: We we did, but like not not really though. We didn't really get to see Saw. He was he was a part of it, but really truly, he was just kind of used to move the story along. Um, you know, we know that he helped train, um, uh, uh oh, Jin. I was like I was like Din Jaren. Was like that's the wrong name. Uh we know in that he, Rogu. <laughs> he know that, hey, spoilers, hold out there. Um, so yeah, we know that he he like raises Jin to like a certain point and like teaches her, you know, guerrilla warfare tactics. But other than that, we don't really get to know him as a person. Like where his real like where all these like insane ideologies come from and and all of that. So I would really like again, really love to like just get to sit down with the character and get to learn more about him, which hopefully we'll get this opportunity with Andor.
0: we learned how he got his limp in Bad Batch.
1: Hmm.
0: I thought that was a nice dumbass Easter egg.
1: I just, I'm so tired. And that, and that's usually how his characters has been portrayed in other, in other animated episodes is he's always like the, the, the chaotic anti-hero mm-hmm. where it's like, he's not the bad guy, but he's definitely not the good guy. And every time he shows up, he's always messing things up. Like every time um, he takes uh in rogue one, not Rogue One. In Rebels, he takes um, he takes people hostage. He, uh, it's uh, uh, oh crap. He takes a couple of the the Rebel characters hostage for a bit, messes things up there. He shows up on Geonosis, messes things up there. Um, so I'd like for him to not be the guy who shows up and just causes chaos for a little bit. But we'll see.
0: Yeah do you do you think there's gonna be a conversation between him and let's say Hunter? over text death oh probably he's definitely to be blamed for that yeah i've had a feeling that'll play into it where hunter and and i'm gonna stick with hunter because record just pretty much does whatever hunter says
1: okay hold on I'm one sh- second though sorry keep going
0: recca uh Wrecker. i would say an omega will probably say something really solemn and something to saw Gerrera, but obviously to keep with the character, he will be virtually unfazed by
1: it. Sa- like, this rebellion does Cassian- is more important. Does Cassian know Saw in Rogue One? I think he knows of
0: Saw. Well, luthan mentions him, and Luth- luthan goes to visit him in season right, one. So it would did, not like, surprise uh, me if they cross paths you, at all. But he,
1: are we thinking in, in season two that Cassian and Saw are going to end up meeting? So then, so then how do we explain that whole part where they get imprisoned in Rogue One? Wouldn't his people, would, would they have known Cassian? Cassian's not in there. Is he not in the prison? No, he's definitely in the prison cell, isn't he? I think so. No? Let's see. Who's in the right prison now. cell with them? Yeah. Is No. Shit. No, they're definitely on Jeddah together because that's where K2 is.
0: Uh, let's see. I mean, even if not, then but no, now I'm just I now I'm really curious.
1: Now I want to go back and watch Rogue One.
0: I'm pu- literally pulling up Rogue One. This, right makes now. Wa- this makes me
1: want to watch this makes me want to watch Rogue One. And because th- that's where we learn about the mind flare.
0: Yes, that's the first time we learned that's about it.
1: That's the first time we see a mind flare. And so like that whole part, I could have sworn he was in the prison with them.
0: Yeah, even Paul said, "I'm pretty sure it's just Jin." All right, so Cassian's in the meeting in the beginning. He's at the Rebel base.
1: He's with K2. He tells him to stay at the ship, and then they go into they go to Jeddah together.
0: Yeah, they're at Jeddah.
1: Yeah, and then that's when they get imprisoned.
0: Oh, no, you're right. Cassian is in the prison with him. Yeah, so I'm um, now I'm really curious. They on... might know each other. though. I'd have to go over the dialogue again. They might right. know each That's... other, though. They might know each awesome other. I don't, but I d-
1: he is, but I don't remember how this all works. So now I want to go back and watch Rogue One and see like what they do with the dialogue to make that whole interaction work. I'm very intrigued. That's cool. I guess, confirmed Cassian Typical Star prison. Wars storytelling, too. We get the future before we get the past. Yay. Have to try to make it all work. They'll make it all work. All right.
0: What's next? That's what they do. It's what they do best. Um, this was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is quoted. Okay. Oh quoted. Shit. Saying she wants to bring in more well-known characters, uh, mm. and more High Republic all to live action. Oh, okay. So it only worried. took about six years, but Kathleen's finally hearing what we've been screaming from the top of our lungs have about you, Legends characters.
1: Uh, okay. First off, have you seen the reports that Kathleen Kennedy could become the new CEO of Disney?
0: Yes, I don't buy I've seen that. a lot of it. I think Christine McCarthy is the one gunning for the CEO spot.
1: Who is she currently?
0: She is the C... Is it CMO? Yeah, she's or not the CFO. Uh, christine mccarthy disney she is the cfo uh she she's CFO. the one that led the coup against bob JPEC.
1: oh that would make oh my god the perfect villain arc dude oh she my, looks
0: like a disney villain have oh you seen my, her
1: no oh my god okay. though like okay that's that's amazing you helped me backstab this son of a bitch and all you have to do is promise me that i get to be ceo Boom. That's awesome. That is some, that's some evil shit, dude. Wow. Yeah, that's some Palpatine level 40 chest right there. Holy shit. That's so evil. And
0: then if she went down, Iger would have Palpatine like he did in Bad Oh, Batch, She is an up...
1: evil looking motherfucker. <laughs> she's got, what's <laughs> the... they had the eye, it's the eyebrows. It's definitely it the eyebrow. Oh, she looks man. like a Disney villain. Like she, she looks like she's she about like to. Corilla like Corilla Deville. Impresent I'm of Disney princess. Too!
0: But um, yeah, so. I don't know about Kathleen. Um, the good thing about Kathleen becoming Disney CEO is that it would leave the Lucasfilm CEO spot vacant. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if Dave would want that job, though. I think Dave just likes being in charge of Star Wars, and I don't think he wants the paperwork that comes with being a CEO, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. Because when you become a CEO, you have to worry about everything, not just the fun things.
1: Yeah, you don't get to just play around and have a good time.
0: No, no, no. That's why when everyone's like, oh, man, you have such a cool job. I'm like, <laughs> what <laughs> do you <spreadsheet>? mean, <laughs>
1: QuickBooks. <laughs> oh, he lets the AI do his job. What are you talking about? I don't let
0: AI do anything when it comes to financial stuff. <laughs> I do it all <laughs> myself. <laughs> I am okay. Thanosing those quick bugs. Bye-bye. I'll do it myself. What am I waiting for? Oh, what are sorry, doing down I, had to, I had to grab a cord. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. You, think you needed a cord, chat. Anyway, so Kathleen's quote is: "It could be because one of the things we talked about in publishing was how we could begin to incubate certain ideas, and in the case of the High Republic, there's been some wonderful storytelling that's gone on there. It's not necessarily what Leslie Headland." is doing with the acolyte like, but it certainly opens up possibilities for us being able to tell stories in that space so that's specifically for the high republic But she did mention she mentioned and the well the phrasing she mm. uses is well-known characters yeah to me that screams legends that's your your mara jade your kyle katarns your darth baines your darth revans am i wrong Just,
1: no i think you're right i think this also like hints towards them actually creating something in the old Republic that actually works, that incorporates a lot of the characters that we know and love like Revan and Bane and like all these other characters that we.
0: Now that Acolyte is out Bane could 100% be a Disney plus show.
1: Yeah, for sure. If
0: if they're going to go down that route, why not tell the story of the, the dude who brought the rule of two into everything it's, and it's a love story too.
1: Yeah, it is. Him and it's his apprentice really cool. is a
0: love story. Mm-hmm. So you could frame it in a way that maybe they're not so bad, but then they do bad things and then the bad things happen to them in the end. And obviously they'll change it to suit the needs of the current canon, but the framework is all there for you.
1: Yeah, like that's that it, Bane's story of wiping everybody out and just leaving just him and his apprentice is like is a really, really cool story. Um, and then, like, you know, I mean, hell, people love Malik and, and Revan, you know, like, why, like, absolutely adore those characters still to this day. And they haven't had, they haven't seen the day of light or the light of days in what 20 years, right? Ish. Don't you want to see live action Malik without his mask on? Yeah, dude, in He's his, missing in his, his glorious, whole bottom jaw, in his glorious red jumpsuit with his little speaker box sticking out of his throat. I saw that I, I saw that uh, that cutscene. It popped up on TikTok. I hadn't seen that cutscene in, in years when it's Malik on the Star Destroyer and he's on the bridge. Cutscene
0: or the one that the person that remade the cutscene. Oh, no, it's
1: in... the it's the person who remade Unreal. the cutscene yeah. in Unreal. And I was like, Holy shit, I haven't seen this cutscene in a long, long time because they just took the original and then just redid it. Um yep. but yeah, like I mean that was so much nostalgia there. It was so cool uh, getting to see that again. But uh, yeah, yeah these, these are these are char- these very, very important characters that people adore. And it just it's still to this day, I think, baffles most of the fandom as to why they aren't doing anything with them, just letting them sit there. And then, you know, we were talking about it and you were there. We were talking about uh, the return or the um, Knights of the Republic video game. You know, mm-hmm. and like that would have been an amazing time for them to usher in all that stuff as canon and, you know, let people relive that. And there's still nothing going on with that. We didn't hear anything about it at Celebration. Um, in my opinion, I think that project's dead.
0: I do, so, too.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm still very worried about the Old Republic because that's a huge chunk. You know, we're already talking about doing stuff before the Old Republic in the beginning like the, the where are they, the Dawn of the Jedi. Uh, uh, but we're still not touching the Old Republic. Like, What is going on there?
0: I don't know. And it's interesting because Disney, well, Lucas still supports Star Wars, the Old Republic, the but MMO. But it's not canon. It's not canon, but they still support it. They advertise it, you know, and it's making them money. Like, yeah, it does well because the same thing happens to everybody. Everyone watched Mandalorian. They all resubbed to SWOTOR that have been unsubbed. You went and bought the Mandalorian uh, skins for your character. Mm-hmm. And now you're playing you know barbie dress up with the mandalorian armor and the color swatches and all that stuff so yeah everyone's doing the same thing and that's mm-hmm. what makes the money why they won't turn it off but uh you know at some point that cow is going to be just milked absolutely dry oh, i don't even definitely. i haven't played it in, in six months i'm just not i'm probably less than that but i'm just not I've been feeling it like the last update.
1: It's also old, you know, I mean, like turn-based combat is just not as attractive as it used to be. It's not turn-based, it's tab target. Oh, tab target combat still isn't as attractive as it used to be. Like you want to feel, you want to feel connected to your character. That's why people love playing uh, Jedi Survivor or Jedi Fallen Order. You know, the idea of really getting to like hold that lightsaber and whip it around and, you know, be that person feels far more greater than, you know, just hitting a button and watching like the, the auto animation do it for you next week tim next week dude what nine days it's nine like days. yeah nine days we're nine days away from from jedi survivor which is going to open up a whole nother can of worms because this is going to be the first time that we actually get to see high republic integrated with the um the reign of the galactic empire uh mm-hmm. so like this is huge um you know hopefully we get to learn more about the Zepho. There's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot to, uh, to, um, to unlock there. Uh, there's going to be a lot to really digest and, and figure out. So I'm going to definitely, like, I, I feel like the first, like when I did Jedi fallen order, um, I was kind of just like, I was just like absorbing all of it. And like this time, I feel like I'm going to be far more critical as far as like trying to really like figure it out. Um, because I like throughout the years i have become far more interested in all of the finite details of that game. Um, and I missed that. I missed that the first time because it was really the first time in a long time that we got to experience a Star Wars game of that detail and of that brevity. Right. Like You know, we had we had Battlefront, but even Battlefront kind of lost its luster after a bit. It kind of gets it gets all washed away with the action of the Battlefield style uh, video game. So like, you know, to have like this open world Star Wars experience, it's kind of like Dark Souls. But there's all these puzzles and allowing you to really like fulfill a lot of Star Wars fantasies. Like that was the first time in a very, very long time. It's like for me, like the last time I remember doing something like that was like Jedi Academy on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was the last time that I really felt like I really owned a uh, a character and really like made it my own was, was Jedi Academy. That was a, that was a cool
0: game. I streamed the the when they did the switch port. I streamed that it was one of the last games I streamed. That's that was crazy. fun. I had a good time. That was a, that was a nice. It's a cool roadmap. story. I was about to do Republic Commando after like Avengers and all that wore off, but then I stopped streaming. So I just played Republic Commando myself on my Switch. Since we're
1: problems. on a, a Star Wars video game kick, did you know that there? Uh, have you seen the game called? Um, oh oh, hold on. I'm gonna think of it. Uh, Squad. Star Wars Squad. No. Okay, no, no, it's just called Squad, and then they it's it's on Steam, and people have been making Star Wars mods for it, and there is a there's a Battlefront mod for it, so it's like this intense first person shooter, like it's a milsim, it's a military simulator, but it's all with Star Wars. (laughs) I was like, I've got to play this. I feel like we should try that sometime. So it's Battlefront, essentially. So it's 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 Squad, but it's modded to be Battlefront. It's modded with Clone Wars okay yeah. so it's droids and and yes yeah, so there's like there's clones. droids there's clones like you know like you know, the the separatist tanks versus like the republic tanks and like their dropships for yeah it's really cool i saw a tiktok of it. i was like holy shit kevin i should play this sometime speaking of space
0: games i tried to play um star citizen and my computer got really mad at me so i have to find better settings oh it was like <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was also free weekend so i'm sure the servers were kind of chuggy it was bad so and i tried lowering it to
0: low settings because like no, so it that actually so it actually
1: puts all of the load on your cpu like you want to turn it all the way up so that it puts more load on your gpu we'll talk about it after the show yeah i need to find optimal settings because it was chugging but that's welcome to star i want to play star citizen yeah.
0: i want to be a scrappy star wars-esque space dude you could be a bounty hunter in that game that's that's my that's my jam right there mm-hmm. yeah i would love that yep to walk into places and be like woo,
1: woo, woo,
0: woo. <laughs> i take you in i'm just gonna take freaking in. Take freaking glam text me because we kept saying stuff about mandalorian being western last week and he texts me and he's like what about mandalorian season three makes it a western i'm like okay buddy we didn't oh say season God. three we said the whole tone of the show and we went on back and forth that's funny it was a very funny conversation um Real quick, before we get into Mandalorian, uh, a bunch of comic stuff I picked up on this week that looks really cool. Like, So the end of uh, one of the Dr. Aphra comic series, um, the Spark Eternal arc is called Shatter, and she has what looks like a Sith blade, which also looks like the blade from Rings of Power. Um, And her eyes are glowing red, and she's hanging out with Vader. So that looks interesting.
1: Oh, I wonder if she gets possessed. Another one that I thought. Oh, go ahead. So that sounds like what happens with... um the the one bounty hunter in um Shadows of the Sith where he's she's possessed by the mask Oh
0: yeah 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 I wonder
1: if Afra gets possessed by the knife Oh shit Dr Afra the book was so good Ah oh, I want I should probably go read the comics I probably really enjoy it too
0: <clears throat> Um and then Inferno Squad
1: Oh uh, is wait, part of the Bounty Hunter
0: series Like,
1: from Battlefront? Inferno Squadron? Yep. Why?
0: They're part of the Bounty Hunters series of comics.
1: I sigh because the book was so bad. The book was terrible. Like, they were so cool, and they get shit on in this book. They were supposed to be, like, this badass, like... Uh, essentially they were like the green berets. They were the Navy seals uh, of, of the empire. And like, they just, they suck in the book. Like they're just not fun. So uh, hopefully they, hopefully they get a, a redemption in the comic, but I did not like the book. The book was terrible. It's, it's pretty much Kevin, like how, how you feel about battle scar is how I felt about Inferno squadron.
0: Yeah, I'm I, that book is like rough, dude. I'm poor. I, I have like an hour and a half left. It. I didn't like it. The I think towards the end there's
1: two chapters where they're just talking on the mantis. Ugh. See, this is my problem. This is the same issue that I had with the Inferno Squadron book. They should stop making books to fit the video games. Like to, because the people who are writing for the books are not the writers for the video game. So, like, I don't understand, like, why they even, like, allow that to happen. It's not, it, there's, it just, it doesn't feel like it's worth our time. And a bunch of people even came into chat and they're like, this was, wasn't, was just it makes no sense. It wasn't worth my time. So, that's frustrating. But I, I couldn't finish it. I, I got I got to that part after the, the fiery bedroom scene and I was just like, I'm good. I was hoping it was going to get better and I got into the next chapter and I was like, mm, it's just not better.
0: There is one really good part with the fifth brother. Oh, shit. And it, so if you want to keep going, that part was great. I mean, he's on the I'm not spoiling anything. He's on the cover of the damn book. Yeah. Um, but there's one really good part with the fifth brother. That's been the only part of the book I've liked so far. The rest of it, I've not enjoyed. All
1: right.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> and it's unfortunate. I'm sure other people are enjoying it, and that's totally fine. Like, enjoy it for what it is. It's just not my cup of tea at all. Yeah. Um, and the part with the fifth brother was great and then the last one i wanted to t- actually two more i want to touch on uh i saw someone commenting on this yesterday so this is actually how i ended up in this article is there's a return of the jedi ewoks comic that people are going nuts over right now about what? how good it is yes.
1: oh it's all about is it what about Wicket and and his friends
0: yes it looks awesome okay uh and then the final one is uh, Star Wars Celebration uh, had a special uh, crossover event comic uh, called Dark Droids. What?
1: Yeah. Is it like Dark like Droids. with Mr. Bones and all of them?
0: No, it looks like uh, it's definitely... Well, it, it looks like Luke, but it's like a gold lightsaber. And Dark Droids, a mysterious new threat called the Scourge, corrupts droids, cyborgs, and everything in between, spreading chaos throughout the galaxy. Oh, no. Ajax Sigma, who first appeared in Star Wars Revelations, will play a role in the saga, though his true intentions remain unknown. So this could be older. I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah, this um, has Luke with his with a yellow lightsaber and his gold jacket on. It, this might Star be this Wars, Ajax Sigma guy. Let's see. Ajax. Luke Skywalker raises his lightsaber in a room full of menacing looking droids is what the
0: oh, oh no Ajax Sigma is a droid so yeah that's Luke
1: yeah interesting. A series of comic book panels showing Darth Vader engaged in lightsaber combat with a droid huh alright well I need to find more time to get into comic books
0: that's my thing Is I feel like that's the final frontier for us we have not conquered the comic books no matter how hard we try
1: you know, it's because we it's not like, I mean, this would be a great time to plug Audible if they were a sponsor. It would, Audible. Yeah, but, but, but in all seriousness, uh, it's so much easier to just turn a book on and like actually like you can do, you can multitask. Whereas like with a comic, you would really have to commit to sitting down and being in it. So that's the hard part. One day, Kevin, when we retire, we'll be just be comic book fanatics. I'm mm-hmm. into it
0: that's it i'm into it i would i would like to i i need a hobby and i'm trying to prep myself for what my like cell king's coast probably just casually streaming hobby is going to be so comics is definitely on my list and the other thing is painting warhammer he
1: figurines. wants mini. he wants to paint miniatures
0: i don't want to play the game i just want to paint them
1: yeah that, that would probably be so relaxing just put on that's, some like lo-fi yeah. and just paint
0: and it's not oh. just Warhammer 40k. They have Warhammer Fantasy. They have Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. They have Game of Thrones series. Like you can go into any universe you want.
1: I mean, like we could we could start you on that path right now. and just get you a resin 3D printer. I just need space. I don't have space in my house. See, but I have space for a resin 3D printer. So what we could do is you could come over. You
0: want to paint together? We could paint together. Oh, Let's we'll start with Lord of the Rings one.
1: That's the one that intrigues then me. We could do it on stream, and then we'll make money for it, and then we'll end up hating ourselves doing it. And okay, with that, we're going to take point, a commercial break. <laughs> wait, before we take commercial break, the point of the
0: hobby is to not stream it, Tim. We have to get things that we don't Kevin, stream. I don't know
1: how to not stream things that I like. Uh. I know!
0: We'll be right back. All right, let's get into it.
1: Mandalorian
0: yeah. finale. Yeah. Um, overhead view. This was very cookie cutter. Very cookie No surprises. Cutter. No nothing. It wasn't it's even almost like a post credit. What the no, hell? We all, we all hyped ourselves up for like a big plot twist there was no huge plot twist no um they did set up some cool stuff and we'll talk about that yeah but everything was was the way you would expect it to play out in a story i'm going to say it for kids mhm everything played out the way it was supposed to there was no hiccups along the way there was one the destruction of the dark saber um what the fuck uh, so everything played out now on the dark saber note, let's start with that. Okay. One of two things happens here. Either we're going to reconstruct a new version of the dark saber. That's bigger, better. Well, not, you know what I mean? It's not bigger, mm-hmm. but different, but yeah. cooler. Yeah. So we can sell more merchandise or it was a symbolic destruction of the leader of Mandalore should not be bound to this thing. It should be because you are a true leader of Mandalore.
1: Mm-hmm. That was my thought. Uh, was the latter. I, I, I definitely think that it was a, it was a, The symbolism of of the old ways are dead, and this is the new way for Mandalore moving forward. The idea of plants living on the surface—you know—they had no idea that 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 life could exist. Um, The the idea of of reigniting the forge and the two different houses or the different clans like living Um, together—you know—we saw the Mythosaur again. Uh, I think a lot of this is again symbolic. It was all symbolisms uh, involving the idea of just the old ways are gone. We are moving forward with Mandalore. It's time to 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 make it our own. But at the same time, they could Lord of the Rings that shit, and they could keep it as a relic. And then at some point, twenty years from now, Grogu heads down there and, and reforges the dark saber.
0: Oh, like shards of Narsal sitting in Rivendell. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, that was like, that was your, my
0: other I need thought. Or... Forge dark saber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's you gro- think it'll be... Din right. Grogu,
1: it's time for you to claim the throne. So
0: that thought process, we're thinking like the way Kylo has Vader's helmet uh-huh. and the way Narsil sits in the Rivendell, that it'll be on like display in the throne room or something. And then like 20 years, maybe in Ray's movie, Grogu's mm-hmm. got to be like, I-, I-, I need to reforge the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And then while he's reforging it, because it won't be the same music, all of a sudden you'll hear the orchestra go, like really light because they love to play with music in that sense and then like he'll hold it up and ignite it and it'll be like
1: yeah something like that
0: cool i'm into it
1: yeah so that's where that's where my, my brain went my brain went either they're gonna hold on to this for for you know a rainy day or it's it's the breaking of the old the fanboys are going to flip about this. I don't
0: really care. I don't really listen to them. I like what I like, and I don't what I don't. And as you heard with Battle Scars, when I don't like something, I will tell you I don't like it. When I think something is cookie cutter, I will tell you it's cookie cutter. Yeah. I think the, the, the verdict is out on or, or out on the, the Darksaber, so we don't know where this is going. So I withhold judgment on the Darksaber being destroyed in this episode. Um, so it's interesting to with Gideon let's get into that
1: actually can I just I, I want to make one more Go. point though and, and just like now that we're talking about it I'm, I'm really like thinking about this it is weird though it is really really strange that we made the dark saber and in such an important piece to this story like we open up at the end of season one Moff Gideon with the dark saber cutting cutting a hole through the his tie fighter and the end of season two you know the the whole idea of you know din you know essentially having claimed to the throne and and Bo and like all this shit and then and then how we get through you know Boba Fett and how Din is trying to learn how to wield a dark saber giving it back to to Bo all this stuff to then we get to the end of the season and they just destroy it. So it's just like from a storytelling perspective it's really strange to give so much weight to this item to then just destroy it so quickly. Which is why I feel like it's not the end of the the story and and that's why i think like the dark saber will come back and if anything like the like the crushing of it made it even more important as a as a key thing to remember so that's where i'm like i'm still torn i don't think it's gonna be gone for forever i think we will see the dark saber again but anyways moff gideon
0: so everybody was wrong literally Everybody everybody was wrong uh, he was trying to make force-sensitive clones of himself, which is just wild. What a
1: narcissist! You, oh my you god,
0: just, you just opened up a can of freaking worms in the lore when you did that. That
1: one was like, but "Isn't here we that go how now? isn't how the isn't that how the dark troopers operated? Didn't they have the ability to use the force to a certain degree? Didn't like the like the like the high end of the dark trooper program? Weren't they weren't they capable of using the force?" So is it wasn't wasn't he pulling from wasn't Dave pulling from EU with that?
0: Uh, if you're unsure how or why they're any worse than stormtroopers or shadow troopers, they can use the force. In the yes. events of the tragedy, confirm that they are part of Gideon's big plans. so okay. it was so, part of the so so
1: this so all of this was to make the dark trooper program canon, which was really cool. But at the end of it, it just it fails inevitably. Like it just it it comes to an end because of Din Djarin. Which is kind of cool, but it's really neat to see the escalation of the Dark Trooper program from season two to season three. But I'm really curious: is this going to get picked up in in Ahsoka? Are we like, are we going to continue seeing more Dark Troopers show up? Um, so yeah, like I'm I'm really intrigued. But I thought that was really cool that he was able to, in theory, and we were right. We were right to a certain point when we were talking about how they were using, they were trying to get. Uh, Grogu's like ability to use the force implemented into clones, but we weren't sure where they were going with it. We thought they were making Sith. We thought they were making like, like uh, essentially like you thought they were making a uh, Palpatine. I thought they were making, you know, like these, uh, these force ch- soldiers of some sort. So we kind of like ended up in a middle ground. So. Yes.
0: The. Rewinding everything. The final phase of the Dark Troopers for the exoskeletons could use the Force. So keep that in mind. It's not like the V1s or anything. Just so people don't go off the rails on that comment. Second, this leads into Snoke, Palpatine, all of that stuff. Because right. now we know that it is indeed possible. We knew that Snoke was a clone. He had the Force. But we thought that was because mm-hmm. the the Emperor was playing Puppeteer in the background. Right. This opens up a whole can of, of force sensitive clone. Like this is a big deal. Like to, the to Luke hand,
1: the whole Luke hand situation could actually like come to fruition.
0: All brings the, the legends universe into Disney canon, which is important. So yeah, this is great stuff. And I'm sure there were hints to it from other materials and people are going to send that to us and that's fine. But this is literally a Disney plus show saying that clones can be force sensitive, which is very, very, very important to the future of the franchise so and that's going to play into the events that are leading up to episode seven yeah so we're on a very interesting journey and an interesting path now now the other thing i want to ask you is is gideon dead
1: oh that's another thing that i thought about too is like is that was that actually moff gideon that was in the suit that burned up
0: not even or, that could the suit burn up. It's Beskar that's alloy.
1: It. I, I know that's the whole thing. But remember, like it was imperfect, and a lot of people are actually talking about that too. Is that they were thinking that the way that Moff Gideon was forging the Beskar was an imperfect way, which yes, why saw that like, too. Yeah, so I thought that was a really interesting take, which would make sense because like the only way you could make perfect Beskar armor would be through the, the forge, and so right. h- however he was forging it was probably and not, a Mandalorian uh forge smith yeah there's a there's a specific way to make mandalorian armor and, and i'm sure he was not doing it correctly uh no
0: it, everything he did was half ass it was half-assed best core al- alloy it was a mm-hmm. bunch of stormtroopers pretending to be mandalorians yeah you know the list goes on of of him he again he valued the culture from what can i get out of this i want to emulate this and i want to be this but he was missing the main part of it which is the people that make the culture
1: yeah so i mean like so he he did mention that the 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 clones that were in the tubes he said he he made it sound like they're dead he's like you know you you've, you vanquished them before they even were able to take their first breath so i would assume the ones that were force sensitive the ones that he was refining to you know make able to use the force they're gone but who's to say he didn't perfect the normal clone first so like that's where i'm kind of like did he You know, did he make a perfect version, a clone of himself as backup? Um, I I don't know. Like, that's, the possibility is definitely there, but I feel like this was their way of killing off Moff Gideon for good. That's just, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm like 75, 25 on this one, Kevin. Like, all right, I feel like he's definitely, he's dead, but I'm not sure. I can't say definitely dead.
0: I feel like, even if he's dead, that is not the last time we see Giancarlo Esposito no. playing that character. I agree. Whether it's a clone or not in Star Wars. I'm not yeah. even saying Mandalore, We just know that just he Star exists.
1: Wars. We know that the possibility is there. Because who's to say that the the, the, the base on Mandalore wasn't the only base? We know it wasn't. You know? We saw them on Navarro too. Well, yeah, those were definitely the imperfect, you know, far from getting there. But he had he had them elsewhere. You know, so who's to say it wasn't, you know, there, there isn't more on a Star Destroyer somewhere or another base out there. So we don't know. I mean, it, 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 he, it definitely looks like he took his cues from the Emperor in that sense, you know, where he was, he definitely I, had a lot of hideouts.
0: I have a feeling that he was taking, obviously we know why he had Dr. Pershing, but mm-hmm. he was probably taking cues from what Hux is doing with Project Necromancer mm-hmm. and trying to do it himself. Because, again, yeah. this is the this is the stereotypical Imperial It's like, that's a great idea. If I use that for myself, I can gain more power. Um, and it was also part of his ability to, um, take over the shadow council.
1: Yeah. And he even, they even made note of that when they did like the, the wrap up leading into this episode in the beginning, they even said like, he like, uh, Moff Gideon says, you are interested in clones. You know so it's like it de- he definitely made like a, a distinction between like your like my project is far different and and far more important than what you are working on um so yeah now, I, would love, I would love to see more about what necromancer is
0: right and now that we, we missed this last week peleon is Thron's right hand man
1: so yeah i i totally forgot about that in the books and it totally just yep. like poof, went right over my head and i was like oh yeah that sounds familiar and it's been a little bit since I've read the Throne books. But then, you, yeah, like seeing and seeing the pictures of like that were already drawn of Pelleon, like they freaking nailed it. Um, But yeah, yeah it, it makes sense that Pelleon is on the Shadow Council.
0: You also know that the guy that played Brendel Hux is, is his brother is his brother in real life. I thought that was uh-huh.
1: great. It's his brother. So that's why I remember when we said like, yeah, he definitely looked like he could be his dad it's because they're yeah, fucking related. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but the reason I brought up Pelion was because of the conversation the Shadow Council had, and then you know, him challenging, like, where is Grand throne? You know, he's not here, we're here. This was him, his plan to vie and take over the Shadow Council and, and right. become the new Emperor, in my opinion. And basically telling Hux, like, yeah, keep working on your little experiment to revive the mm-hmm. Emperor, like, yeah, we'll see what happens. But to Pelion, he was like, he's not around, like, talk to me yep. type of situation. Yep. Um, now. Even if he is alive, one thing that's going to happen is he now lost the base. He got three of the Praetorians killed. Uh, so even if he is alive, the Shadow Council is going to be like, okay, bye. Let's divide his little sector up into pieces and let's move on with our lives. I
1: think that's what's going to happen. Is it's the Shadow Council is going to reconvene uh, in Ahsoka. We'll probably like it'll probably be like one of the Under first throng. things in Ahsoka. It'll be a reconvening of the Shadow Council and then Thrawn steps up it'll be like they're all meeting and then then he walks in and it's gonna be like you know tell me everything and they're gonna explain like what happened with Moff Gideon and blah 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 blah. we like Captain Gilead Pelion get me up to speed on the situation on Mandalore he loves he loves his Thrawn impression
0: oh my God I love Thrawn he's such a good dog he's so different
1: but so much the same from legends to
0: Ken. So I, I don't know. It's just thrown.
1: I I'm finishing up the last ascendancy book right now. And I've got like probably like 30 minutes left at the end. Um, and it's got me so excited because we were talking about it on stream yesterday. And everyone's just like, man, this would be like the perfect time for them to introduce the grisk. And the more and more that like I listen to these books, I'm like, you're fucking right. It would be great. Like that's going to give us the big, bad, scary thing to be worried about in Star Wars.
0: You know, when you had said that, one thing I thought of is maybe the dark jedi are the ones trying to prevent the grisk from entering the the main part of the story.
1: No, but I think that's like, I think I think that's where Thrawn comes in.
0: I right, if, but maybe he's working with the dark jedi and that's oh, their purpose. Oh, you think
1: he went and recruited the Well, I don't know because Thrawn's been kicking the chiss's ass or the um the grisk's ass. Um I mean like he, he essentially he took he had 15 chiss warships and destroyed what 19 grisk ships, you know, and they were all like big battle cruiser, like class ships. um, And so like, I mean, he's, he does pretty well, but he has also never gone against like the entire armada. He's always gone against like, you know, a small cluster of ships. So I I feel like what's going to happen is the entire grisk armada is going to start moving in on galactic space and Thrawn's going to be like, I've got to stop this shit, but I could be completely wrong. We could, we could just go completely air to the empire and and that's why i've got to got to start reading this book cuz apparently there's a lot there that they could really pull from so we got till august um but uh so yeah even if moff
0: gideon is dead there's yeah. a chance that there's a clone of him somewhere out there that has very similar ambitions um so we'll see where that part of the story goes um also grogu laughing
1: Oh, while he was, was fighting I the love Praetorians. He was just laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you have Keep Your Captions on, Grogu's laughing while he's fighting the Praetorians. Like, this is fun. fun.
1: Yeah, just like
0: a toddler. <laughs> Wee. So, the new the new meta of the two of them is going to be them teaming up on people the way they did, where Grogu was using the Force and Din was doing his job. And it was working out real, real well for them. They were kicking ass and taking names. It was so good. Um, yeah, it was so good. And then at the end with Captain Tiva, obviously, we got IG 11 back to be the new Marshal of Navarro. This so was so out. awesome. But more importantly, now, you know, it's the sequel to the video game where now it seems like somebody's going to be hunting each member of the Shadow Council individually. And that someone looks like it's going to be Din Jaren and Din Grogu.
1: I love the way they like, they just because since we're jumping around, but the way they ended the episode. With that transition, it was a circle, and it just like locked mm-hmm. in on on uh, Grogu and Din Djarin. Um, it was like it was like a happy ending, like the way that they just closed it all up. It was a nice little tie of the bow. Like there I think we're go. not used to happy endings. At,
0: at we the are conclusion not of a season at the conclusion of a season with a show. We know that's not over. We're not mm-hmm. used to a happy ending. We're used to a cliffhanger. We're used to like having to live with despair. We've been very conditioned by shows like Game of Thrones that when a season ends you have to wait 18 months to get any sort of resolution but they also introduce a litany of new problems mm-hmm. so um i think a lot of that is what played out in this and it was uh it was very shocking to see like that's it there's no after credit scene wait what they just they're gonna do that until we pick up with them next season like no come on this, I'm not used to this. That's
1: how mm-hmm. I felt. Well, there was so like I think that was the, their way of saying, like, hey, like, this story is going to be on pause for a bit because yeah. now we've got like Ahsoka and like all this other stuff going on. We have so, other like, stories you want to It was, just, it talk? was perfect. I, th- I thought it was great, but um, yeah, I really like how they, they kind of like all brought it back to Navarro. Um, really, like, this, like, like you said, like they did a great way, like they video gamed it, like it was just it was awesome, like everything just like worked out really, really well, even.
0: Gideon talking during the fight sounded like a final boss. He did. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. Like the way he was talking through his communicator and the helmet and everything. Yeah. It was like I was like, I feel like I'm I'm in a room, a boss arena, because that's what it looked like. It definitely
1: played out like that. Even the Fighting shit a boss. in the background was just like just enough. And and
0: and like there was phases to the fight, like, oh, yeah. here come the damn Praetorians, like <laughs> It was just Here's like, the and then you phase. get you know phase three is Bo and you like gets, it, it was a game.
1: It was good. So, like I mean, like, we've been saying that about about uh Mandalorian since the beginning. is like it feels like a video game. Yeah. Uh, and they they did a great job of us finally getting to fight the final boss. Even the way he looks, right? Even the that black Beskar with like the horns on his helmet and everything, like that was. That was definitely the big boss fight that the that we've been waiting for for a long time. But I loved I loved how they really leaned more into Grogu having control of the Force and and being able to use it and not getting like tired. You know, I remember when he would just like levit when he levitated the the mud horn, or like he tried to block the fire for for uh, Dinjer in the first time. Mm -hmm. He's really retired. But then we learned that he stayed with Luke for two years and he got to really harness his powers. And so being able to see him just like move things around so effortlessly and, and helping Mando like kick Moff Gideon's ass and then blocking the, the, the explosion from a actual, like a a, a freaking uh, Corvette flying through a hole, which I thought was awesome. I was like, I thought that was the, the best way to bring it back is use Moff Gideon's ship to kill Moff Gideon.
0: I thought it was great. Woves was going Grand Admiral Holdo there for a second.
1: Uh, you thought he was going to just suicide right in there. I thought it he looked was, like it. Right,
0: we lost Paz in the last episode, so uh-huh. I was like, oh, you know, it, equal parts. Like each yeah. side is going to give someone. Mm-hmm. But Axe was like,
1: bang, yeah, out right out the window. Was like, yeah. It was so good. Yeah, but I mean, like he just he slid like he just like like a needle needle right through or a, a, a string right through the the eye of a needle. Uh, just weave that thing right in there. And uh, that yeah, was, it, it was it very was, poetic, um, very very poetic. Yeah, it was uh,
0: it was awesome. And then seeing them like the Great Forge was just incredible. Again, yeah, it was good. Um, and then Grogu's sensitivity to the Mythosaur I found
1: very interesting. That was interesting, right? Yeah, I thought that was really really interesting. That both Bo and Grogu seem to have some type of connection with the Mythosaur of some sort. Don't know what it is. But so with something Grogu, there.
0: With Grogu, I think Grogu's got a little bit of a Beastmaster Jedi power in him.
1: Well, that's, I mean, so I think all Jedi are able to do that. Able to, but there are Jedis that specialize in being Beastmasters.
0: Well, yeah, it's At like, Ezra, Legends, it's it like
1: Ezra. So in with Ezra, like, he was able to communicate with animals. Um, right. Ahsoka can talk to that bird. Who's um, the one kid in the High Republic who has Ember? oh i forget his name but i know who you're talking about yeah uh, ray with that lizard the the snake thing Mm -hmm. uh yeah so i mean like there's there's many many instances of jedi being able to commune with animals i don't know if they've really leaned into the whole like yeah you've got like these wildling like jedi that are beast masters i i don't know if we've really gone into that in canon Cause it feels like everybody, like anyone that's force sensitive, are able to like, just like have the, yeah, you can go
0: into a living being. It's essentially a Jedi mind trick thing, yeah. but there are the specialized. So I don't know. He's just striking me as
1: someone that yeah. seems to be commuting, but he also um, eats frogs, Kevin. So I don't know that'd be kind of fucked up. Didn't eat the frog at the end. We don't know. He was floating it. Mm. No, he dropped it. Maybe he's playing with his toys. Mm. It could be, you know, it's like, it it's a toy and it's snacks.
0: Uh, I just found that whole mythosaur part very interesting. I agree
1: with you. I thought that. I was, thought that I, was the end of oh, the mythosaur. Okay, so Bo here's so here is so here's the thing. There was a an interview with with Dave, and the guy was like ultra nerd, and asked about Grogu being a Jedi and also being Mandalorian, and if that has any tie in with Tarvizla, and they kind of like skirted around that. Um, and so, again, back to the whole dark saber being reforged, Grogu having some type of connection with the mythosaur. What if he becomes Mandalore? It, it's it's a really good setup, and you could hold on to that card for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, bring it back to you know with Ray, you know, in this new in this new movie, or even at, you know, however Dave Filoni is going to bring it all together at the end. With his movie that could pretend that could be it yep yeah. could be it
0: i don't did know you get all uh mushy inside when i ben did adopted grogu i did too i i, I like, got
1: i got a little oh I didn't cry. I was like, there wasn't tears, but it was like, oh, did Grogu that's They so were weird. they were there like it on the there, cusp, but, but they went back. It out. didn't happen, yeah. okay? All right, no tears actually shed from these eyes, all right? But I I felt it. Like that was just like that was again, it was the perfect wrap up. It was a great way to just tie a bow on this three-season package cuz we don't know what's going to happen next, but this this is done. This whole the, the whole Din Grogu Dark Saber, reclaiming Mandalore, all that stuff—that's done. Now, whatever happens next, no idea. But I think the—and the, you can get that from everything, like the way that, like, you know, he adopts Grogu as his son, even though, like, for the longest time, people were like, "Oh, your kid, this is your like, you're like his dad," and he's never actually claimed him as his son until that very moment, which was huge. Um, the other part, again, was was the 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 ending scene of Navarro, where they have the little shack and 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 mando sitting on the porch watching his kid play like that again is another another way to signify that everything's good they are chill things are fine we don't have to worry about them anymore so i think that is like i it was just a perfect episode it was great so
0: i think the next season will lean very into din hunting the shadow council one by one and then we'll get more into the rebuilding of mandalore and mandalorian politics because i have a feeling. Dave's goal is to loop the Mandalorians back into the main story by the time Ray's movie comes
1: out. I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, like this is a great way to they have a lot of them.
0: rebuilding to do. They still got to go out and, and, you know, gather more tribes. Sabine's probably going to get introduced into the mix in Ahsoka. Like I, I have every confidence Bo is showing up in Ahsoka now.
1: I don't, I don't know. I, again, I I feel like they are they're they're going to. If keep, it's happening they, at the
0: same time, you don't think
1: Sabine is getting get
0: like get word of this and all and whatnot? I think like, Sabine, my people I, no, no no. I think from world? a story
1: from a from a storytelling perspective though, it you start adding too much in, it starts to water it all down. And so, like that's why I because of how they ended this season, I have a hard time believing that we're going to get more crossovers from Mando or Book of Boba. Like I feel like Ahsoka is gonna have so much going on that it's they're just gonna keep it from everything else for right now. That that's just where I see it going. I feel like if they take Sabine and they introduce her into this story and it's all about finding Ezra and Thrawn and these Dark Jedi, and then all of a sudden you just like side quest off to Mandalore. I I just I'm not sure. No idea because I feel like they're they're just they're, they're working so hard and just rebuilding it. They they've gotten rid of the the threat. The imminent threat is gone. So they don't have to worry about being attacked. So there's really nothing going on for Mandalore other than to just rebuild. Right? Unless you think they're just going to keep on going out and like fighting off the Empire. But I think they're going to try to lay low.
0: I think they're going to try to lay low, but they do have to recruit all of the other nomads that are out across, scattered across a, the galaxy. There
1: was a lot of Mandalorians that were already in there. I mean, not a planet's
0: worth, not even a city's worth. No, 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 not at
1: all. No, I mean, like they, I mean, there's going to have to be some repopulating, you know?
0: Yeah, and then with the with the that happening, you're also going to run into now they're going to start their little squabbling fights again.
1: Yeah, I think they're just going to save that for the next season of The Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, I don't think that'll happen in Ahsoka, but I'm also saying Sabine being a Mandalorian will play into what's happening in all of this, which is oh, why no, I, I, think I, I agree with point, you
1: on that. I just I have a hard time believing that we're going to see it immediately going into the next the next show
0: Could be, be bow on a hollow communicator, like being like Sabine, we've taken back Mandalore, like bring your clan, something like that, too.
1: Could be. we'll see.
0: I don't think it'll be the main focus, but to not acknowledge it, I think would be a little silly, especially if they're going the route of introducing Grand Admiral Thrawn to the Shadow Council. You'd be you'd be missing a very huge chunk of Sabine and of
1: who Sabine is. I guess so, but I guess you would know you right. would know that from Rebels, right? But not everyone's seen Rebels, right? But in Rebels, they don't really lean into her being Mandalorian other than the armor. Like, really, but she like, doesn't want
0: to be Mandalorian, but exactly. then we go back to Mandalore not, and all that stuff.
1: I still don't think she, that she really cares that she's man. I don't think she claims it. She's not as proud. Like Re- her mother and is still alive. Yeah. So if her mother she said, didn't well, really, actually, care, we don't know. She didn't really care about her mom, though. By the end of this Rebels, she cared about her. She family, did, especially yeah. When her I, brother died, I'm think I'm thinking about just like when we see her on Mandalore for the first time, like she was a grumpy teenager. So got yeah. like, I, I don't
0: know. But the whole arc with her and the dark saber and it, like, yeah, that'll come into
1: play. Yeah, by the time by the end, she realizes she made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, she was but being she still was never. But she was never really big on on like claiming that she was a, a Mandalorian. Right,
0: but okay. Look at it this way, Tim.
1: If we <laughs> hold lost everything, on, hold, on, hold on one one second. I just remembered. There's a there's a scene from Celebration. There's a a scene of of Sabine holding a lightsaber too.
0: It's Ezra's though. I thought.
1: Yeah, but she's holding. I wonder if she's like. Do you think she held on to his lightsaber? Yeah. Do you think she's been using it? There was Probably. there's this there's this weird thought that Sabine could potentially be Jedi. I don't think so. I think I she's just, just using I, Ezra's lightsaber. Anyways, I just I just saw that it was floating around the internet. Never mind. Yeah, Go I think on. She's I just, just had to get using, that out there. I think she's just using Ezra's lightsaber. It's a very Let's handy say. tool too. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's like a Swiss can, Army knife of Star Wars. You can flash, you
0: can flash their things with it, mm-hmm. like meat. Yep, you can cut doors
1: you can, can get a lot it has got a blaster on it
0: mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> boom boom <laughs> it's stupid. um so yeah i mean that again very cookie cutter Agree. expecting episode. more for this i was expecting a plot twist Me too. especially with the armor but yeah. once they stopped focusing on her what like at all I was like, oh, that's not happening.
1: She's I know, just
0: dude. hanging we, out with us.
1: We definitely set ourselves up. And not like you and I. We as like the, the Star Wars fandom, the internet, because the amount of like just going back and forth that everybody had about like who's the spy. Like everyone was like, we knew about this one spy, but who's the other one? I saw one theory last night where someone was going through the um the opening cinematic for Star Wars, where it's like the the bus and the like a metallic bus and the light goes over it from the lightsaber. Din's light changed to red and everyone. And then, so this guy is trying to lead this this whole charge on Din was the actual bad guy all along. It was wild. I had to do a stretch after that because I didn't want to pull a hamstring. Uh, But yeah, like people were going nuts. People just assumed that there was no way in hell that we could have closure.
0: There was a piece of me that felt like... It might die, and that Grogu would move t- to Bo. Oh, and that she would become the Mandalorian. But it was a very oh. small, like it wasn't big. I was just like, okay, that would have been
1: so heartbreaking. I know, but oh my god, that's not how it played out. So I do love the three of them together, though. Like they're a perfect family. Of course, of God, course. I don't want them to be together. So do you know that? So what's funny though is Kyler calls Din Jaron. He calls him Bo's dad. <laughs> he goes, "Where's Bo Catan's dad?" <laughs> I'm like, who? Like, hey, Mando. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but um, man, oh, so uh, only Easter egg that I caught for this episode was Dave Filoni again in the bar. Did you see any other anything else that was worth noting?
0: No, I was looking for Zeb and saw Dave's hat.
1: Yeah, um, he was do he wore that last time too, but he like he's got the, the cowboy hat on. It actually looked like um uh bounty hunter cowboy hat. Cad Bane. It looks like Cad Bane's uh cowboy hat. Maybe it's the same hat. Maybe it he could be like modeled it after his hat or something, I'm
0: not sure. But yeah, I mean that was that was pretty much it. Um I did like the fake out by the Mandalorians. One thing I have a question though, where'd all the TIE fighters go?
1: They're were blown up. All of them
0: were blown up by axe manning one gun. That thing wasn't, that shit I mean, was getting wrecked, dude.
1: He had auto turrets on. He was aiming. No, he turned he 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 turned him on auto. There was like there was like six or seven batteries. Ah. He told he killed them all. Oh. They're all dead. They died. I mean I just, okay, I, all right, even if they didn't die, they're short range. They're short range and their base is destroyed. So unless someone comes and pick their asses up, they're floating in space. Nothing to worry about.
0: Okay. And all I those tie, inter-
1: all the tie interceptors, those are gone. And those are expensive. I mean, like, Moff Gideon cost the Empire a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money. He built an entire space, a, a squad of Praetorians. Great. He lost all those interceptors, all those bombers. And All keep in of mind the Mandalorian the ship, soldiers that he made, all of that Baskar armor,
0: the ship. Well, they can salvage it now and use it for their own purpose. Almost uh, definitely, the ship that he uh, lost in season uh, two is yeah. also was used against him to destroy yes, the base. Uses a weapon. He's not exactly batting a thousand these no. days.
1: So. Also, it would be it would it would be uh, in our in our worst interest to not recognize the hero of this episode yet again r5d4 coming in hot
0: Uh, oh god we forgot to talk about r5 once again
1: i mean r5d4 is racking up kyler and i were having a great time with the with the mouse droids like that was hilarious (laughs) that was so good i Uh, thought it was they were going to
0: come back with troopers and that was like which
1: was great and i i i I, I thought it was great because the mouse droids They never <laughs> get any like screen time. They usually are just like the one thing that pops up and then they get scared and run off. But like this thing came back with a force. Also, they have lights on top. No idea that they could do that. I thought that was so cool. I
0: thought he went to go get stormtroopers or
1: something. No, they're like annoying back. hall monitors. I love it.
0: Yeah, they're just ramming. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop! Stop! Stop!
1: <gasps> and
0: then he uh, flew away.
1: Yeah, but R five um, is is Mandalorians R two D two.
0: Are you happy we got rid of IG-12 as Grogu's mechanism for moving? I think that was literally just used as a device to move him around the base quicker.
1: No, most definitely because he's he's got tiny little legs and, and he couldn't be in his little pod. Um, so for them to have IG-11, if, if, IG-11, if they would have had him as the sidekick, as uh, the R5, it, he would have been too overpowered. Like, that's the issue is that he's so OP. Um, you know, the ability for him to just, like, spin around in circles and do, like, a, a spin-to-win move like that's mm-hmm. that's silly he would just just wreck everybody so for them to for him to be an exo suit a Gundam for Grogu was was fantastic and like we've mentioned multiple times like you brought up he's a, it's a mobility tool um but th- for them to bring him back at the end I'm really happy that they did because like they, they lean so heavy into that at the beginning and then we get blue balled and like no and we're like oh come on he's so cool and then now him him being the official good guy of Navarro is just chef kiss and captain tiva did call him a hero of the
0: of the republic so uh-huh. he just proved himself again yep um i'm also interested in see how that arrangement works with tiva and uh, obviously we'll see him again which is awesome because i love i love that actor um have you ever watched his other show i forget what it's called it's on netflix mm-hmm. no where he no. plays the korean grocery store owner no in canada it's very oh what is it called I have to oh, check it out Lee. What's this show called? Oh, this is gonna bother me. Where's IMDB? It's called Kim's Convenience. Alright, I'll go check it out. Yeah, it's it's I've watched like the first season of it. It's very funny. All right. If I don't <laughs> like it, it's your fault. Yeah, you'll like it, so deal with that. Yeah. All right. Put it in your chat. Uh, but that that's that's, that's it. it. I don't think there's much else to talk about. We we touched on our five uh again great episode good episode it was just a lot of action it was a great way to close it all up but one of one of you know again it was very cookie cutter by the book this is how you end a story in a positive manner and everyone uh, cheers and and you know even though we were looking for a plot twist or someone to die or something, none of it happened so oh, the only died. thing we lost was the dark saber
1: which so. i don't think it's actually gone
0: I don't think so either. It's I think your bad. theory about it being reforged is right. Whether it gets reforged right away next season or it's like Ray's movie, uh, we'll see. It's it's an it's an it'll be there. It's, it they also did a uh, hard shot on it. Yes. Oh yes. It that's- wasn't like it just got destroyed. It was like, bam, like it's still together. It's just a little broken. Type yeah, of I mean,
1: like that's a videography tool in storytelling for you to focus in on an item to make sure that you understand what had happened to said item instead of it just being mentioned. And so like whenever whenever something gets zoomed in and and it takes up the entire screen like that, it's, it's making sure the audience understands that this is what's going on, like this happened to it. And so like that's why I still really think like they could Lord of the Rings this thing. And Grogu could be the Aragorn of, of Star Wars, and he could come back with it. Because I feel like they they want you to understand that it's not just something that got crushed and just chucked to the side, right? It was crushed, and it was laid there, and we zoomed in on it. It had a moment to breathe. So I think that's really, really important and something to really think about.
0: There we go. Also, for Kim's convenience, by the way, it's Paul yep. Sun-Hyung Lee and Simu Lu. Shang-Chi is in it, too.
1: Oh, sick that's awesome oh that's that's fantastic we'll have to check it out enjoy uh no episode
0: next week tim and i are gonna take a week off um i uh tim is gonna be playing survivor next friday so make sure you go to his facebook channel facebook.com slash darkness 429 again facebook.com slash darkness 429 next friday 9 a.m is that safe to tell everyone 9 a.m friday 9 9 a.m next friday tim is gonna be playing survivor live on stream i will be at disney world for my daughter's birthday um so we're just going to take a week to to take a breather and then we'll be back the following week we're going to start bringing guests back on the show so uh i have a few lines out we'll start letting you know we'll post on twitter um uh when we're bringing guests on but next week we're off i repeat next week we are taking the week off so, go to facebook.com slash darkness429. Not just next Friday, just every day go there. I hang out in there. I like to us, chat up. It's a great time. So, come see the shenanigans that we all get into at facebook.com slash darkness429 and darkness429 everywhere else on the internet. If you want to uh, follow me, it's uh, Kevin X Vision on uh, Twitter, K Magic 101 on Instagram, and Star Wars and Scotch all over the place. For Star Wars Scotch or Star Wars and Scotch, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter uh go say hello and uh come hang out with us obviously when you rate review subscribe on spotify or whatever podcast platform you listen to it on it helps us so much and also thank you to all the new folks that found us over the course of this eight-week mandalorian run um uh, thousands of you that have tuned in and cool. and have stopped by tim's channel and whatnot so we really appreciate uh, meeting all you new folks we hope you uh keep coming back to uh enjoy more but if you don't we hope you see we see you again for Ahsoka. Like, hey, maybe maybe Star Wars small talk isn't your thing, and you're just here for the big stuff. Come back for Ahsoka. We'll be here. So, with that being said, we will see you in two weeks. Again, two weeks. So you won't see us again until May third. May third, Star Wars and Scotch returns. We're taking a week off. We will see you May third. But until then, Tim.
1: May the Force be with you.